I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that takes you on a ride through the ups and downs of everyday history. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're talking about the early days of escalators, an invention that delivered all the fun and convenience of stationary stairs, but without all that pesky exercise. The day was March 15th. 1892. Jesse Wilford Reno received a patent for what would later become the world's first working escalator. The inventor was born on August 4, 1861, in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. He moved east as an adult and began studying engineering at Lehigh University in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Reno's idea for the escalator was reportedly inspired by the steep geography of the campus. The school is built on the side of South Mountain, and as a result, the students had to climb a lot of stairs to get around. It's easy to imagine how this would inspire a student with a mind for mechanics to dream up a way for a machine to do all the heavy lifting. But Reno actually wasn't the first person to design an escalator-like device. In 1859, a lawyer-turned-inventor named Nathan Ames patented his design for a machine that allowed people to, quote, ascend and descend from one story of a building to another without exerting any muscular strength. Unfortunately, Ames wasn't an engineer, so his design never made it off the drawing board. 
a similar thing happened 30 years later, in 1889. That's when an amateur inventor named Limon Souter was granted a patent for the stairway, a moving staircase linked by a chain and propelled by hydraulics. Once again, though, Souter didn't have the engineering know-how to actually build the machine, but James Reno did. After graduating with degrees in mining and mechanical engineering, he took a job at the Edison Company, where he worked on the electrical systems for railway projects. In 1891, at the age of 30, Reno began drawing up plans for what he would later refer to as the inclined elevator, the endless conveyor, and the moving stairs. Originally, the design was part of his proposal for an underground subway system in New York City. Passengers would be transported from city streets down to the subway tunnels on one escalator, and then carried back up by another. Reno's proposal was rejected by the city, but he didn't give up on the idea of a moving staircase. On March 15, 1892, Reno secured a patent for his design. Unlike the escalators we're used to today, Reno's version featured a single vertical platform rather than a series of steps, so think of it more like an inclined treadmill. The platform traveled upwards along a conveyor belt set at an incline of 25 degrees. It could be powered either by a generator or by a directly connected electric motor. Safety features included a set of rubber-coated handrails that moved along with the conveyor belt as well as a pair of shallow landings and comb-like teeth at either end of the belt so that clothes and feet couldn't get caught in the mechanism. Unlike his predecessors, Reno was able to take the next step and actually build a prototype of his invention, the world's first functioning escalator. Four years later, in 1896, the machine was ready for its big debut, but it wasn't installed in a subway or a department store or any of the places you'd expect to find an escalator today. Instead, Reno set up his inclined elevator as an exhibition at the Coney Island Amusement Park in New York City. For the next two weeks, visitors got the thrill of a lifetime as they rose seven feet in the air at the relaxed pace of 90 feet per minute about a third of the average human walking speed. It may seem somewhat tame today, but the quote-unquote ride drew quite a crowd at Coney Island's Iron Pier. The machine could transport about 3,000 people per hour, and over the course of its two-week engagement, roughly 75,000 people took that trip. A report in the 1896 Street Railway Review sang the praises of Reno's escalator, calling it, quote, manifestly superior to vertical elevators because people are handled by it continuously and without delay, and no attendant is required. Several months later, the same prototype was moved to the Manhattan side entrance of the Brooklyn Bridge. It opened to the public on December 29th as part of a one-month trial meant to demonstrate the invention's practical use. A magazine called The Electrical Age took notice of the display, noting that the invention, quote, may prove in the course of time to be one of the most popular devices used in office buildings or apartment houses. 
A more immediate application was found in New York's multi-story retail stores. By 1898, Reno's escalators had been installed in the Bloomingdale Brothers department store at 3rd Avenue and 59th Street. Following this success, Reno moved to London and founded the Reno Electric Stairways and Conveyors Company in the early 1900s. Around the same time, improvements on Reno's design began to pop up in patents around the world. The most notable was a design by an explorer named George Wheeler. His patent featured actual steps and was more in line with modern escalators. Wheeler never built his machine, but he eventually sold the patent to an entrepreneur named Charles Seeberger. In 1900, Seeberger partnered with the Otis Elevator Company, and together they built a working model for the Paris Exposition. Along with its more efficient design, the Otis version of the machine also had a much catchier name, the Escalator, a combination of elevator and scala, the Latin word for steps. Over the next decade, Reno built and installed more than 20 escalators in mass transit systems in both England and the U.S. However, the company wasn't growing as fast as Reno had hoped, and he was having a hard time turning a profit. By 1911, his commercial prospects were so bleak that he sold the whole operation, along with his patent, to the Otis Elevator Company. Within a decade, Otis had installed more than 350 escalators worldwide, primarily in department stores and subways. The company remained the undisputed leader in both elevators and escalators for decades to come. In fact, up until the mid-20th century, Otis owned the trademark for the term escalator, meaning that other manufacturers were forced to come up with some clunky alternatives, like the electric stairway and the motor stair. That finally changed in 1950, when the U.S. Patent Office ruled that the term escalator had become a catch-all word for any kind of moving staircase, and was therefore no longer able to be trademarked. Jesse Reno didn't come up with the coolest name for his invention, and he was far from the first person to dream of not having to walk upstairs. But he was the first to make that dream a reality and to prove to the world that such a machine could serve a safe, practical purpose in daily life. So on behalf of lazy people around the world, Jesse Reno, we salute you. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you enjoyed today's show, consider following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. You can also rate or review the show on Apple Podcasts, and you can write to me directly at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 